Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Ormo campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. God is a God who goes and be up, goes above and beyond all that we could ever dream or imagine. I can't imagine for the life of me that Reverend Keith, when he uh, planted uh, what has become Gateway Baptist Church over 93 years ago, would have had any idea what God was going to do. He, he would have known that God was faithful. He would have known that God was powerful, but he would not have imagined the impact that him riding down a, a road to plant a Sunday school would have so that we are now a campus, uh, we are now a five campus church. Across this day, we are meeting in five different locations. We're meeting online, we're reaching out to the world. There are people all around the world sharing the life-changing message of Jesus because God is faithful and God has gone above and beyond. You know, today is a significant day for our church family. As Lauren said, as Donna said earlier, today is Commitment Sunday. It's a day where as a church family across all our campuses, we do have this opportunity to join together and to make a financial commitment to support the work of Gateway Beyond into our community, into our nation, and the nations of the world for the next 12 months. And we're going to make uh, time, we're going to make some space to do that a little later this morning. Uh, as was referenced, there are these commitment cards. This is always a really significant time for us as a church family as we come together and we make this commitment. But before we do that, I'd love for us to reflect on this legacy that we have as a church family. You know, we've just heard from our last three senior pastors, you know, amazingly, three senior pastors, that, that takes us way back to 1984. I'm not sure where you were in 1984, for some here in the front row, you weren't even born at that stage. You know, for me, myself, I was 13 when Brian became Gateway's senior pastor. I'd never heard of Gateway. To be honest, no one had heard of Gateway because Gateway Baptist Church as a name didn't exist back in 1984. It was Holland Park Baptist at that stage. You know, many of us, we didn't call this church home at that time. Was there anyone that did? Is there anyone here today that called Gateway? Sue, John, beautiful. You've seen the story, you've seen the legacy, you've seen it grow. You know, you've, you've written your story. You've, each of us have written our story about how this has become our church family. And, and maybe if you're new here today, that story may yet to be written uh, if and as you choose to, be, to make Gateway your church family. But, you know, what is evident through the words of these leaders of our church is the call on our church to be ascending church, to be a light to our community, to be a light to this nation and to be a light to the nations of the world. And the way that God has continued over the last 37 years to maintain and grow that call for us as a church family. Our words, they've changed over those 37 years. Our context, it keeps changing. Our culture keeps changing. Our style keeps changing. Our hairlines keep changing. Our locations, they've changed. But the call has not. The call remains the same. You know, because of my role as missions pastor, I get to really closely see and experience how we put this call into action. You know, in my eight years on team at Gateway, I've seen how this call has grown as we've become a multi-campus church, how we've kept sending people out to the nations and we've planted care ministries into each community 
where we have one of these campuses and we're going to continue to do that. As we head towards our 100th birthday in 2028, we're going to keep planting campuses, we're going to keep putting care ministries into those communities and we're going to keep sending people out to the nations of the world because this is our call as a church and I know this will continue to grow for each and every one of us as this church family plants more and more churches into the future. I've also seen the call on each and every one of us to recognise that we're all sent. We're all sent somewhere to someone with the life-changing message of Jesus. You know, sometimes there's probably a little bit of a danger in Beyond Month that we can focus maybe a little bit too much on what others are doing, and we see this as the response of our entire church. And maybe we don't recognise that we, maybe we also have a part to play and we'll talk a little bit more about that soon. You know, uh, I had the privilege of hearing these three senior pastors come in to share as part of the filming of this video on that day a month or so ago. And on that day, God reminded me how big this call was, that it wasn't a fad. It wasn't a moment in our history. It wasn't just what we were doing now, but this is a long-term call on our church. And we today are the custodians at the various points of time in the story of this church and we get to continue to build upon the legacy of those that have gone before. But even more significant than that, we get to play our part in the call on the church to mission that Jesus started over 2,000 years ago and that mission to the world that God started even before that. See, the story of mission it's central to the story of God and his heart towards his creation. You know, the roots of Jesus' mission lay deep in the nature of who God is. This God who we know as a triune, three persons in one God. Now, I'm not going to go into the, the complexities of the theology of, of the triune God today. That's a whole other message. That's a whole series in itself. But the basics are this. God is love and grace. His love is sacrificial. He even loves those who are his enemies. Despite God's goodness, humanity chooses to ignore and to rebel against God. God nevertheless shows his love for us by sending Jesus to satisfy and save us. Jesus sends his spirit to lead comfort and sustain us, making us more like Jesus. We all good? Sorry about that. So God is love and grace. God is good. He sent his son Jesus and, and Jesus sends his spirit to lead and comfort us. In very simple terms, God wants to be in relationship with his people. His mission is to be in relationship with his creation and he's made it his mission to offer that relationship to all people throughout all time. So when Jesus began his earthly ministry, he spoke in the temple and he articulated the mission that God had sent him to do and the words are recorded in Luke 4, 18 to 19 and Jesus proclaimed, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free 
to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So you see, there's a sequence that starts to develop here. God, called to mission, reaching out to his people who he wants to have a relationship with, sends his son, son Jesus. And then we see son Jesus sends us. He starts to send out more and more people. See, the common element in everything Jesus says to his disciples about our purpose in life as his disciples is that we represent him and we are sent as he was. We're sent to others to bring about his mission. And so Jesus teaches his disciples. He, you know, there's lots of different teaching to his disciples, but a few of them, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. He says, repentance and forgiveness will be preached in my name to all nations. He says, be witnesses to the ends of the earth. And he sends them out to preach. See, Jesus passes God's mission on to his disciples. Through these verses, Jesus points his disciples towards God's mission. And when his time on earth was finished, he commissioned his disciples to carry out the work that he had started which is articulated in a passage that we often refer to in church as the Great Commission. I'm just going to look at that briefly this morning, the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Very common to preach around a missions uh, time of, of, in our church. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When he saw them, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. So Jesus passes his mission on to his disciples. He tells them to go. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and I'm passing it on to you. But I'm also with you to the very ends of the age. You're not going to do it on your own. We're going to do this in community and you're going to do it through me. We then see that through their teaching, the disciples then pass it on. They pass this commission on to others. You know, they pass it on to, to the first believers. The first believers, they start to write the elements of the Bible. And, and as we read this in the letters to the different churches that are in the Bible, we can see that this commission, this mission is passed on uh, to the next generation. There's, there's words like, how can they preach unless they are sent? We are sent. We are sent with a message. He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who dies for them and was raised again. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. An ambassador is someone that goes out representing him as though God were making his appeal through us. And I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. We are all called we are all sent and we all to live a life that is worthy of that call. All followers of Jesus, as his disciples, were commissioned to mission. We see God's mission, it's outworked through Jesus, through the first disciples, then to other believers, which consequently includes us all today, if we call ourselves followers of Jesus. His mission does not change. It passed through the generations of those who love him, and are called according to his purposes. But what is great is that we don't do this in our own strength. The Spirit leads us and equips us. 
God sent his spirit to lead us and equip us. You see, before they did anything, the disciples were told to wait as they were not only commissioned for mission, but they would be empowered, equipped and released through the Holy Spirit. We see in Acts 1.8, the disciples are waiting. Jesus has ascended back to heaven. They've, they've, they've understood their mission. They've been uh, trained and taught for a number of years, but they're there waiting, going, what is going to happen next? And in Acts 1.8, we see, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we see the mission spreading out from Jerusalem to Samaria to the ends of the earth. So again, here is that progression. God's mission, outworked through Jesus, through his first disciples, then to other believers, consequently to us today, through the power of his Spirit. And then in Acts, we see the birth of the church and we are shown a picture of what the church, empowered by the Holy Spirit, was like. You see, prior to this, there, it was a group of believers. They, they'd been taught and, and, and shown away by Jesus, but they were, they were trying to find, how do we do this? What does it look like? And so Christ birthed the church. In Acts 2, 42 to 47, we see what it starts to look like to be the church. The fellowship of the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the church was birthed. 2,000 years later, we are the church. We are the church in action. We are the church that carries the mission of God. And we get to devote ourselves to the teaching of God. We get to, to fellowship together. We, we get to do things like flavours of beyond today. We get to sell our possessions. We get to give to help the poor. We get to be the church in action and God continues to grow his church and more and more people uh, in our communities, our nations and our world are being saved when we are the church in action. See, this is the birth of the church and we start to see what the church looks like. Now, I think it's really important that we, we do consider for a moment what is the church. See, culturally, it's really easy to think of the church as a building or as a place. History tells us that churches, uh, show, tells us of churches as landmarks and great buildings. Two years ago, when you could still travel, uh, we as a family were in Europe and we visited some grand churches that date back hundreds and thousands of years. We, we went to St. Peter's at the Vatican in Rome. We went to a church in a small village in the Swiss Alps that was built in the ninth century. We saw cathedrals in the centre of cities and these buildings were amazing. They're filled with paintings, they're filled with statues, stained glass, mosaics. But apart from tourists, they weren't full of people. If these buildings represent the church, then it would be easy to think that the church is dead. 
It'd be easy to think, to see that it offers no hope, to see that it's a historical piece of interest from a bygone era. But what I also saw in these buildings were people who were clearly seeking spiritual things, looking for faith, but as buildings alone, they offered no hope. The Spirit working through people who are the church is what offers hope to the world. It's not the building, it's not the place, it's the people who allow the Spirit to work through them who are the church, and that is what offers hope to our dark and hurting world. See, I think our language as Christians today can even catch us out in our thinking about the church. You know, we might say things like, uh, I'll see you at church. I'm going to church on Sunday. Church was not that great today. That preacher was a bit average. I didn't get anything out of church. Or this is the church I attend. The thing is, church is not a building. It's not an event. This is not what God called it to be. What it is, is the body of Christ. It's a living organism. It's us. We are the church. We, you, me, us. We are the church. We are the body. We're designed to work together with Christ as the head of the church. Living, breathing, growing and sharing as his body, as his representatives to our world, sharing the hope for all of the possibility of having a loving relationship with God, who is the God of all creation. See, the church is God's instrument through which he chooses to work into the world. God could have chosen anything. God, in all his wisdom and majesty, could have chosen anything, but he chose the church to work into the world. The church was created by God. It was commissioned by Jesus, and it's empowered through the Holy Spirit. Commissioned by God to do his mission. Sorry, created by God to do his mission, commissioned by Jesus and empowered through the Holy Spirit. And why? To fulfill God's mission that he started and fulfills through the church to the world. See, if there's a dark and hurting world out there, the church has to take its place to be that light because we are the plan. We are the plan that God instituted. We are the plan that Jesus commissioned. We are the plan that the Holy Spirit empowers. So we've seen God's mission outworked through Jesus, through the first disciples, then to the other believers, consequently to us today as the church, through the power of the Spirit. So we need to keep coming back to this purpose. And the primary purpose of the church is to be about the work of God's mission, to be in relationship with His creation, it always has been, it always will be. The challenge, though, is that the mission field is vast. There is so much to do, and we can so easily get distracted or discouraged from fulfilling his mission. You know, we're reminded in Matthew of this challenge, which was true 2,000 years ago, and it's actually still true today. In Matthew 9, 35 to 38, it talks about Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into this harvest field. 
You know, today there is still an enormous harvest. There is still an enormous harvest field in our community, in this nation and in the nations of the world. Here in this nation, there are more and more people who don't know who God is and need to hear the good news of Jesus. I think there was a time where we thought people were making an active choice not to participate in church. There's a lot of people that don't even know what the purpose of the church is anymore. A lot of people don't even know what the name of Jesus represents anymore. That our community is changing, our culture is changing. There is a community that needs the church to be the light into the community, to be empowered through the Spirit. Throughout the nations of the world, this picture is repeated time and time again. You know, I think one of the reasons for this is that mission seems hard. It comes with a cost. It puts us out of our comfort zones and it seems risky. And to be frank, it often is risky. If you were here the other week, you, you saw uh, the video where we showed Janine. Janine works in a nation. Her, her, probably her face was blurred on the, on the video you saw. And that's because she's in a nation where she can be arrested for her faith. She can be arrested for the fact that she is sharing the good news. There are a number of our beyond workers who are going into nations, who are in nations, where it is incredibly risky to proclaim the name of Jesus. And surely it's, it's the role of missionaries, isn't it? it? Mission's the role of missionaries. Those that are specifically called or maybe through the programs we offer into the community as a church, isn't it their role to do mission? Perhaps we like to pick the part we feel we're good at or comfortable with or that we're gifted at. You know, I know of a church that has a great mission statement. Their mission is to save souls, grow saints and serve suffering humanity. The problem is, save souls, grow saints, serving, serve suffering humanity. We tend to like to pick the part that we might be, we're good at. You know, the part that maybe I'd like to play. So I'm not good at saving souls or growing saints, but, but I can help out by serving the poor. Or I'm really happy to help the saints grow, but please don't ask me to save souls or serve suffering humanity because I'm no good at that. But while we do have our unique gifts, skills and talents, and we will have places that, that our ministry naturally takes us, we, we do feel more aligned with fulfilling different parts of the church. I think we are each called to do whatever it takes to share God's mission with those we encounter. I don't think we can just pick the part that we're good at and say, that's my part and I've done all that God has called me to be. You know, I met a young lady earlier this week whose story was a, of a life that had been quite dysfunctional for quite a very long time. She was speaking, uh, seeking spiritual things and she decided to attend a church one Sunday. Her previous interactions with church had not gone particularly well, so they'd been pretty uh, negative, but she felt like she still needed to go and, and give it another go. When she arrived, she realised that... Uh, she didn't look like she was going to fit in. You know, what she was wearing was different to everyone else. Her hairstyle was different to everyone else. She wasn't sure she was going to fit in, let alone find a place to belong. She felt like walking away, but as she cautiously approached, a man came and gave her a hug and welcomed her. He offered to show her around and he sat with her during the service. He made her feel welcome. He made her feel at home. He made her feel like she belonged, like she mattered. The service started, the church community sang, they prayed, they, they talked about what was happening in the life of the church and then announced it was time for the message to be brought. 
the man who was sitting with her stood up and made his way to the front and preached the message. See, he already had a role to play that day, but he made it his mission to be available to the opportunities that God had for him. And through his actions, not his words, that day, that woman found faith. It wouldn't have mattered what he preached that day, the way that he lived out his faith, the way that he stepped out of, of, of what he was, felt he was called to do that day. He showed that woman a new way. And that woman has found a faith. She has found a church family and today is making it her mission to reach out to others. How good is that? I think that's an amazing picture of what God wants His people, His church to be doing. No matter what you are doing, no matter your role, to be on the lookout and intentional about showing God's love to everyone that we meet. So God's mission does come at a cost. The cost looks different for each and every one of us. Many of us get to do it right where we are with our friends, our family, our neighbours, our workplaces. Some are called into volunteer or vocational roles, uh, fulfilling the mission to strangers or to referrals from community organisations. Some are called to move and to go and to plant churches in another part of our city, across our state or around our nation. And some are called to go out into the nations and cross-culturally work in difficult, often dangerous, dark places around the world, shining a light for the gospel and bringing hope to a world in need. For our church, Gateway, for the last 37 years, we've been a call to be a light to the nations and to the nations of the world. You know, we all have mission fields. We're all called. We're all sent. We all have mission fields. We're all called. We're all sent. We're all sent to someone to share the life-changing message of Jesus. Every single one of us is sent somewhere. You, you're sent to at least one of these four areas. Might be to the people you live, work and laugh with. It might be to our communities through, uh, through our Gateway Care Ministries or, or through other community organisations where you can go and be salt and light. It might be to this nation through church planting and, and, and some of you came and planted this church you know, many years ago, but it might be that you're called to go and plant another church in due course or it might be to the nations and becoming one of our Gateway Beyond workers. See, the cost of this call on our church to go is big. To plant care centres comes at a significant cost. To feed 10,000 people in the last year through our care centres, it comes at a significant cost. It costs lots of money to provide counselling to 4,000 people each year. Planting campuses costs lots of money. Costs lots of money to support our 31 Gateway Beyond workers who are based in 10 different nations, reaching out into many other nations around the world, impacting many nations through their work. And while we all need to count the cost as we find our own mission field, one of our great legacies is the way we dig deep each year to support our Gateway Beyond people and ministries, and we each get to do that again today and throughout the year ahead. But the great thing is, we get to do this together. I've challenged you that you've each got your own mission field, but we get to support mission in this church together. When the whole church recognises the call to mission, we do this together. 
our vision to be a light to the nations. We do this together. The financial cost of making a difference, we do it together. Sending people out as gateway beyond workers, we do it together. This is the church, this is the body, this is operating as the body of Christ, we do it together. And we get to celebrate the stories, we get to hear the impact of the gospel message transforming lives and communities spreading across the globe together. You know, we've asked a bunch of our Gateway Beyond family to to give us a brief update on how our church together is changing lives in our community, our nation and our world. Would you please watch the screen and hear how together we as a church family are fulfilling our call to mission in this way. This is what the church can do together and that's just a representative representation uh, of our gateway beyond ministry spaces. You know, together we are shining a light into so many nations around the world, into our own communities and it's been fantastic to see the way that God has worked uh, through this church. You know, a few years ago we opened the Ormo Care Centre and it's been amazing to see the impact that this space has had into this community. I'm so excited that on the 30th of June, we'll reopen the physical doors of our counselling centre and we've got appointments booked in to come to our, through the doors of our counselling centre here at Ormo and we're going to be opening our op shop into another day. COVID knocked us around last year, but we are reopening and God has gone before and God is calling this church to be a light into the community through its care centre. You know, we are sending out beyond workers. We keep sending out workers. I keep being amazed at the way that the, the Australian government gives endorsement for us to be able to send people out. Melody went to Europe in April and she is training and equipping equipping uh, future missionaries to go out into many, many nations. Michael will go to Southeast Asia in July to a nation where there is only one known believer in the area he will work in. You won't see his face on anything anymore because he's going into a very dangerous environment where if it's known that he is there proclaiming the name of Jesus, it will be incredibly uh, risky to him. You know, we're believing Bethany will be able to go out uh, to Africa very soon. And uh, a couple of months ago, so the Gateway Beyond, uh, Ormo uh, workers, Megan and Tristan, were able to go back to Cambodia and to continue to do their work there. We have workers out throughout the world. We have workers here uh, that have had to come home and have found new ways to reach out to their communities. But together, we can make a difference. Together, this year, we are called to go above and beyond to grow our support of Gateway Beyond as our call as a church continues to grow. We've seen the growth of Gateway. We've seen the way that we keep uh, breaking into new communities. But God is going to continue to call us to reach out, to be salt and light into communities. And we believe we are being called to do more than ever before through the work of Gateway and through the work of Gateway Beyond and we need your help together to be able to make this happen. In a few moments we'll take some time to reflect on what God is calling us each to give financially to support the work of Gateway Beyond over the next 12 months. You may have done that uh, in preparation for today. You might, uh, you might have come along and gone, oh, I should have done that. I'd love you to take a moment just to consider what it is that is going to be your response to Gateway Beyond. We've got these commitment cards. These help us 
to know uh, how as a church family we are getting the support that we need so that we can continue to do the work that we believe God is calling us to do. This is not about feeling guilty. This is not about feeling an obligation. This is an opportunity to partner together with us as a church to invest into our work as Gateway Beyond. There's a multitude of ways that you can give. Some people choose to give a one-off gift. Some people like to make a fortnightly, monthly, weekly commitment. There's plenty of different ways you can support the work of Gateway Beyond. Many of you have been doing this for many years and you're keen to continue. You might want to increase your commitment. You might want to change your commitment, but use this commitment commitment card uh, today to help us to know uh, where you're up to and, and then as a church we will be able to celebrate and see how God is going to enable us to work. If, if today you're just not quite ready, you, you want to take some more time to do that, that is okay. You can, uh, you can drop this in at church anytime over the next month or so or, or there's an online commitment card at our website but we would love as a church family today if we could come and make our commitments. There's some buckets down here at the front and, and you'll have the opportunity to bring them out and to make a pledge, to make a commitment, to say, this is my part, I'm in. I'm in together with the rest of my church as we support our work of Gateway Beyond. Yeah, our welcome team uh, has some extra cards if you need one. They'll have some pens if you haven't got one to be able to do this today. But James and the team, they're gonna sing a song uh, for us as, as we consider what our response is. Now, sometimes these sort of moments, we, we, we can sing a song that, that, that takes us through a bit of an emotional journey. This is a song of celebration of what it is to be the church in action. And so as they do that, uh, we were hoping to have some slides. I'm not sure if they're going to come up for us today, but I'd love you to just take your time, fill in your commitment card, and then when you're ready to bring it down to the front, drop it in one of these buckets, and let's celebrate together as a church as we give to the work of Gateway Beyond. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and we'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services because everyone who comes through our doors is welcome. You can find out more about our community and locations at gatewaybaptist.com.au.